Welcome to Prospect Sports Weekly. I'm Jacob Siciliano. Alongside me, as always, Cameron Sullivan. Joining us today is prospect linebacker Jacob Greshik and prospect head coach Dan DeBuff. Coach, glad you're back on the show. I believe it's like the third or fourth time this season. Seems we can't get enough of you. Oh, just can't, can't get enough of you two. I mean, between you and Cam, you've got the, uh, the greatest voice and the greatest hair in the game. So it's pretty big news. <laughs> and uh, I know you guys can't see this podcast, but if you have not seen Cameron Sullivan's hair, it's a, it's a sight to see. Jacob, how are you doing today as well? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. All right. Well, thank you guys again. Pretty big week coming up as we start conference play. So what is that like? All of last year, it was all conference. And this season, getting back to a bit of normality, what's it like starting to play in conference once again? Who would you like to start? Why don't we start with the smiling man of Jacob Gresham? There you go. Well, conference, conference just uh, feels a bit different. Feels a little bit maybe uh, more competitive. And it's like, it's like some of the guys you've known throughout your life you're playing against. So even more incentive to beat them. And it's just, it's just, it's just a dip, different atmosphere and a different, uh, maybe like a more intense preparation per each week. Cause there's that little extra motivation going against people you've known for a bit longer. And then, Coach, has there been any sort of, like, special message this week and just, like, you've been telling the team or just kind of the same thing? You know, I don't, I don't think our message has really changed at all um, from last week into this week. You know, the main focus is, is definitely on us. Um, you know, I, I definitely respect our opponent coming up on Friday. I think that they're, they're a good team. Um, but I think at the end of the day, we have to continue to focus on ourselves and worry about controlling the things we can control and, and our responses to different things that come our way. And, um, you know, since I really challenged these guys uh, a couple weeks ago, they've really rose to that challenge and, and bought into that process and, and really focusing on the process, not necessarily the scoreboard or the outcome or the opponent, but focusing on you know, getting as good at our stuff as we can and being as disciplined as we can. Yeah, and you mentioned not worrying about the scoreboard. So outside of the outcome on the scoreboard this week, what's the most important thing for prospects to accomplish? Yeah, I want to see us build off uh, last week and play penalty-free football. Um, I think you can break you can break every game down into – you know, the three things that we're constantly talking about right now. And that's causing turnovers, protecting the football and playing penalty free. Um, I think if we do those three things, um, we're going to be in pretty good shape. And I know you guys, obviously, we talked about this before, but you have like that sprint system, but is there anything you guys have really been doing to kind of keep it penalty free football? You know, I think, uh, and this is definitely, definitely falls on me. And I told these guys that two weeks ago, um, where there, there's a lot of little things that you can focus on details with. And I think all of that bleeds in uh, to being able to play disciplined football on Friday night. Um, so we've done some different things. Um, you know, we brought back our competition segments in practice. 
or sometimes it's absolutely nothing to do with football, uh, but just the ability to compete. And, and then within those things, sometimes we'll do different things and have like a fake penalty or a fake situation where it forces us to respond a certain way. Uh, and then controlling other things like, you know, making sure the field house is clean after the game, making sure the locker room is clean after the game. Um, we, we reorganized and cleaned out our equipment shed where we store everything and are trying to take great pride in, in doing all those little details right because uh, that all adds up to being able to play disciplined football. And then to you, Jacob, why is it important to do those little things as a senior captain on this football team? Uh, well, specifically as a, a captain or a senior, uh, guys are going to look up to you and they're going to try to follow and emulate what they do because they see you and respect you. But uh, overall, just to do these little things, just it makes you a more focused and more detail oriented player, which improves your game by by a lot. Like if you focus on the little details, you can gradually improve and you'll know you'll have a noticeable difference in your game from week to week can you guys talk about the oh the one of the little things being like those games you brought up practice brought back at practice what are some of those uh it, it definitely varies um anything from having offensive and defensive linemen trying to catch punts that are 100 yards in the air off the jugs machine um to alligator wrestling to arm wrestling to you know, even we're getting coaches involved too, which is, which is hilarious. You know, like coach Argentina and coach Keller competed against each other uh, yesterday and just a jugs catching competition where we had it cranked up to about 80 miles an hour and coach trying not to take one off his face. So it's, uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, we actually did that. We did that two years ago as well and brought that back and, um, got away from it for whatever reason and we brought it back and it, it just makes practice you know even more enjoyable and something to look forward to and you know also the competition aspect is you know coach Beischer says it all the time there's no such thing as a part-time winner and uh, I think you know even if you're playing a stupid game like alligator wrestling um, you're trying to be competitive and you're trying to win uh, and I do think that those things carry over to Friday nights. Yeah I think we definitely need to get coach Argentine on the podcast talking about those hands. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, no, that, that was a pretty fun moment. Jacob, so far, what's your been your favorite competition segment? Cause I know we certainly had a few. Oh, there's a few good ones to choose from, but my, my old favorite going back to pretty much we've had this every year I've been here is tire pull. I just love tire pull. It's one of my favorites. Is that one of them where you're a few-time winner, Jacob? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've had a couple matches, but uh, I think I think I'm even. I think I'm even. All right. So heading in to week five here, the last four games have been at home. How nice is it to have that long of a home stand? Yeah, I think as a, as a coach, it's nice. You know, it's definitely easier to set things up for the game, you know, with all the technology that we use. It's really nice to, to be able to have everybody right there. And it's also nice with us playing the freshman prelim game. Um, it, it's always fun to watch 
you know, our freshman group play, we've got a pretty special freshman group. So it's pretty fun to go out and watch those guys uh, for at least a half. It's just a nice routine. Um, also enjoy road games too, though. I like that routine of, of getting on the bus. That's always exciting. Um, but it's been nice to kind of get into our groove and, and, you know, enjoy some extra time together during home games. Is it nice having you on the road, but not having to go somewhere as far as Sandberg? Like, you don't have that hour drive? Well, I always give our coaches a hard time because, like, our road games are, are close, you know. And at my previous school, a lot of our away games were, you know, over an hour or two hours away every week. So when we went to Sandberg and everybody felt like it was such a far drive, it's like, man, this isn't that bad, but uh, I guess it's all, it's all relative. Um, sometimes I think it's fun to go on a far road trip. And then for you, Jacob, does playing at home, like for an extended period of time, does that in fact impact your play at all? Uh, sorry, you cut out a little bit. What was the last part of that? It's all right. So with an extended period of home games, does that impact kind of the way and the emotion that you're able to play with? Uh, I, I wouldn't say so. I mean, I always try to play with the same level of emotion, which is as much as I can. I think playing football anytime is just one of the greatest things ever. So I just try to enjoy it as much as I can. Sure, it's nice to have a, a lot of your like peers and students in the crowd, but uh, we get a good turnout at away games too. Like you said, they're not that far away. So it's not that much of a drive, but I, I really try to focus on the guys I'm playing with on the field more of like than the atmosphere, you know? And then speaking of fans, obviously it was the homecoming game this past Friday. You guys had a ton of fans out there. And one big thing about that game was you held them scoreless. And Jacob, as a defender, like how awesome, like how much pride do you take in something like that? I mean, yeah, it's always cool to have that little added uh, scoreless bonus. It's a real accomplishment to hold a team, uh, any varsity team, to zero points. But it's more about uh, uh, what Collins always says, the Knights being up on the scoreboard at the end of the game. That's that's really what it's all about. But we play as a team, and uh, it was really nice to get a goose egg on the board. All right. I think that's going to do it for us here. Obviously. We're going to be watching you on Friday night, Jacob, hopefully sacking and forcing a few fumbles, maybe an interception. I believe last year you snagged one as well against Buffalo Grove. So hopefully those cards fall your way this time as well. All right, switching fields and sports. Now joining us is girls golf head coach Brad Rathy, along with golfer Abigail Knott. This <laughs> Surati throws up the quotation marks. Thank you guys for joining us today. I know that you guys have pretty big meat coming up tomorrow morning and in the future as well. So how are you guys feeling? Um, I'm feeling a little nervous, to be honest. I'm always a little nervous for these big meets, especially like conference, regional, sectionals, all of that. So um, I'm feeling pretty nervous about it. And that'll probably only increase until after the first hole tomorrow. So. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good way of putting it. We were just out there today. We just got we just got back. Um, it's pretty fair, but it's long, um, you know. And and we're in a spot this year where we're one spot back in the standings from where we were last year. 
Um, we won the division. We won the East division with our record, uh, but Frem got us. So we're, you know, we're trying to hopefully jump them in the standings. And if we can give Barrington a run in there too, we'll, we'll, we'll take that as well. Yeah, so this is like obviously like the fifth year in a row you guys have won the East. What's it like to just honestly, it's like being on top like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you take that for granted ever. Um, and it was close this year. I mean, we had more matches this year. You know, Abby could tell you that we're under 10 strokes, you know, that we that we won by, um, you know, certainly more than the last couple of years. Um, so, you know, from how it started with with a loss to, to Rolling Meadows early in the year, um, you know, we finished strong. And then Abby, coming from a program with, like Cam said, five years of success so far, was there, did you feel like a weight on your shoulders to continue that legacy? Was there extra pressure built in for you because of that? Um, I think there's a little bit of extra pressure just because I played with, um, a lot of upperclassmen starting as a sophomore. So like right away I was following in like people like Kelly Cavanaugh's footsteps who was just setting the bar really high. And then even last year we had a lot of seniors who all shot really good and consistent numbers for us on varsity. So I felt a little bit of weight on my shoulders to not have us drop off anymore. Um, but as the seasons continued, I think that that's decreased a little bit. Um, I don't feel as much pressure, um, so, but I still feel a little bit. I think that um, those seniors set and the people before me set really high standards for scores, but then also character, everything like that, so. And then, um, Abby, you shot like one of the, I think it was the best score from the Schaumburg game where you like clinched the East, and how does it feel kind of helping the team out like that? Um. It feels good. Um, a lot of the times I focus so much on shooting a good personal score um, that I don't realize how much it's helping the team. And then you look at some of our meets that are, we win by like maybe like four to eight strokes or something. And you, it's kind of puts it in perspective for how many of your putts that you could have missed counted. And so um, it feels really good to contribute to the team's scores most of the time. And then to you, Mr. Rathi, like Abby mentioned, golf can be a very individual sport. How do you embrace the kind of a sense of a team and a connection to each other? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> when you when you go out there like tomorrow, we'll we'll all, you know, all six of our players will play alone. You know, I mean, some days, like, you know, Abby's played a lot with Kate. Um Racing this year, some some days, you know, you kind of go out in a dual match and you you have a, a partner out there, so to speak. Um, you know, tournaments like tomorrow, we're alone. We play with Barrington, we play with Conant, and we play with Friend. Um, and, and it'll be that way across the board. So it's it's definitely a combination of you know you, you'll you'll feel alone out there, um, except for me, occasionally annoying them as I drive the cart by. Uh, but at the same time, you know, team scores is what, you know, will will matter most for us. Right. So, I mean, it, you know, four scores have to count. And we've had we've had quite a different combination of, of 
team, you know, individual scores that have counted towards our team this year. Um, it's certainly not been the same four. I mean, Abby's been pretty consistent uh, for us scoring wise, but I mean, we've had a number of different people, you know, uh, count their score this year. And Rathy, has there been any kind of message you've kind of given the team all this week, like even before like the last um, meeting, like now the MSL tournament? Yeah, I mean, I think we had something to prove since since Meadows. You know, when you lose something early like that, and you know, obviously, you're you're kind of coming from behind. Um, yeah, I think we have something to prove. And, and the interesting thing about this team this year, to be honest, it I, I don't think we've shot our best number yet. Um, you know, it's funny our best 18 hole match and maybe even, you know, if you divide in two, like even nine hole match was our very first invite of the year. Um, we haven't gotten back to that yet. And we're definitely capable. It's just like, all right, two people have a good round and then we don't have, you know, the other two, um, you know, or different to have a good, good day the next day, but we don't have all four. And that, and that's, that's the kind of the fun part. And, you know, that's the team aspect that you need everybody you know, clicking to beat some good teams and especially to have success in, you know, postseason time like it is now. So would you say that the biggest form of adversity you face is, was that first loss to Rolling Meadows or was there something else? Uh, I mean, yeah, that was definitely, you know, our, our toughest loss of the year for sure. Um, you know, but but I think that adversity really starts to hit, you know, now when you play in these high pressure tournaments and, you know, every hole matters, you know, the, the, this is this is the time now, because that's the thing, like, you know, we, so we lose the Meadows, but we have whatever, seven more matches, eight more matches that we can make that up. Um, when you play in a tournament, it's it's one day. So how do you keep your your mentality straight to you, Abby, as a golfer, because like you said, there's a lot of thinking in golf. It's, it's a lot of mental. It's a very mental sport. How do you keep your head straight on each hole when there is so much pressure? Um, I'm not very good at this all the time. It's really difficult for me as long as, uh, um, as well as some of the other players. Um, when you have a bad hole, it's just, it's so hard to forget. Um, and oftentimes I think like maybe one shot or one hole, if I'm thinking irrationally will ruin a score and oftentimes it's hard in a nine hole meet to come back from that. Um, but I find that my best rounds happen when I'm just going shot by shot. Um, Dad always talks about a quote, make the next shot your best shot. And if that's your only mentality, um, things will just start to fall into place. And if you're always worrying about the past couple shots or three holes ago, you're not going to be, you're not going to be mentally in the game. So. And then, Rathy, do you have, like, anything kind of similar to that? Like, you try to preach the team that, like, to try to better themselves mentally, kind of? Uh, Cam, I spend about 98% of my time trying to, you know, mentally pick them up from a dark place that they're in. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty much my whole job. It's occasionally a little bit of strategy, like, hey, let's use this iron. And then, like, you know, five minutes later, it's like, hey, yeah, that was a bad shot. You know, that's okay. Um we'll get by it, you know, and we struggle sometimes with, you know, me coming over and like, Hey, it's okay. And they're like, that was a bad shot. You know, what are you talking about? And I'm like, that's what yeah, I, I, have, 
I have eyes. I saw it. You know, it was, it was, it was not good, you know, but like you, you have to, you have to, you have to move on from that. And, uh, you know, like I said, I pressure tournaments in one day, like, you know, you don't have time to, to be upset about a hole or a shot or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, I know when I was a freshman, they kind of taught this like 11 step rule um, and instilled that. And it's especially important when you're a freshman, because everyone comes in as beginners. And basically, if you have a bad shot or something that you're unhappy with, you have 11 steps to dwell on it. And then it and then it's gone and you focus on um, the upcoming shot. So I've leaned back on that a couple times during my frustrating rounds. So at the MSL meet tomorrow, what is the biggest thing you guys hope to accomplish outside of just the outcome? For, for me, I mean, I, I, I just, you know, I want, I hope that it's, you know, our best 18 hole number we've had this year, you know, what, what we can only do what we can control. Right. So, you know, Barrington's a state favorite this year, you know, they might be the favorite in the state, you know, they have two high division one players, you know, they have uh, two other sophomores that I'm sure will be division one players when they get old yeah. enough, uh, you know, they can, they, they could in theory tomorrow, you know, shoot a number close to par, you know, so we, we can't control that, you know, what we can control is, is, is what we're doing. And, you know, I think that, you know, with the lineup that we're rolling out tomorrow, I think that we have a, you know, a good chance of, of, you know, putting a number. Is there, what, what is that number you guys are kind of aiming for? You know, I, I think that the, the, the starting number, I think the goal kind of for right now is, is to get to 350. Um, and we can certainly be better than that. You know, um, two years ago, I think the both of the last two years in the conference tournament, we shot right around, I want to say like 332, 335. And I think this team could be there too, but, you know, I'm not going to, you know, you know, I want to start with a, with an attainable goal. And I think that it's beating that. And if we can beat it by a significant number, that'd be great. All right. Well, good luck. Best of luck to you guys tomorrow thank you guys for both coming on and, and spending your wednesday night with us for cameron sullivan i'm jacob siciliano signing off for prospect sports weekly we'll see you next weekend just a reminder that the prospect sports weekly podcast is sponsored by the prospect athletic boosters you can go to prospectathleticboosters.com for more merchandise and information thank you guys once again for joining us and we'll see you next week